the sports stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Dance. I'm your host, Greg, and let me be the first to say happy holidays, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Hope you have a good one, and you're with family and friends, because that's the most important thing about this time of year, being with your loved ones, being with your friends, having a good time. But besides all that happy, good stuff, besides all that Christmas cheer, besides all that ho, 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 you know what I mean. Let's talk about sports. That's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about sports, and I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a very football-focused show this week. It might even end the whole show in general with Paul's Pylon. Not sure if the show is going to be an hour long. It might be a little shorter. It might Who knows? But we're going to go through this. I will tell you, though, I am going to be focusing on one topic, at least for a little bit of time of this show. Because I have been listening to local radio. I live in Massachusetts. And the things I've been hearing have been shocking as a non-Patriots fan. Shocking. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. We're going to talk about the Patriots. And the Patriot way is maybe moving on from Tom Brady. That's right, people. If you are not in New England and listening to local radio, Patriot fans and Patriot sports people all are thinking. Tommy Golden Boy, the GOAT as they call him, is on his way out in New England. I feel yeah, I feel like there should be like dramatic music like dun dun dun. I did it myself because that's 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 my budget. Me. I'm the sound effects and the talking and all of it. That that's how much money I got. But yeah, Tom Brady. If you listen to local radio, in Massachusetts especially, sounds like he's on his way out. Why is this? Well, he's put his house up for sale. He's put his trainer's house up for sale because you know the trainer really didn't have a choice. He has his contract voided at the end of this year. And he has decided to have one of his worst statistical years in a very long time. Let me put I get it. Receivers, you can, you can say what you want. We'll get into that in a second. But to put it in perspective of how down of a year he's having, this is the only third time in the past 10 seasons or more than likely he will finish with under 4,000 yards in passing. He has his average for interceptions. He's always in that high 7 to low 12, 13 range. So that, that hasn't dipped off at all. Touchdowns, though. Depending on how he does in these final two games, which against a tough Buffalo team and Miami, where he could put up some, he'll probably have a tied for low over the past 10 years with 25 or less. His low was 2013 with 25. His passer rating's also pretty down. It's an 86.5 right now. The other other downside was 2013, just like his touchdowns. So who knows? Is it just a down year? Is it just the offense? Is he getting old? Is he trying to make it easy for both sides to part? Saying, hey, we're going to move on to somebody younger because you just don't seem to have anymore. And him being like, hey, I'm moving on because I just don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to tell you some of the things I've been hearing. And like I said, they're shocking. Most people believe Tom Brady is looking for a way out of New England. The reason being 
He wants to prove he doesn't need Bill Belichick. Now that seems like a crazy idea. The two most successful quarterback, the most successful quarterback coach duo ever in the history of football. They don't need each other? Maybe not. Should they stay together though? Yes. Because first off, let's think about this. Tom Brady leaves. Drew Brees is staying in New Orleans. Philip Rivers probably isn't leaving San Diego at least for one more year. The quarterback market is going to be interesting, but Bill's not going to want to pay for a high, expensive quarterback. Unless it's Tom. So what does that leave you with? Stedman, who's their backup. Or you draft a quarterback. They're not going to have a good pick. And honestly, I don't think there's a huge amount of talent outside of the top two or three guys in the draft this year. You have Burroughs. You got, after that, what, Tua? You don't know if he's going to be healthy. You got Herbert from Oregon. Like, you got only a handful of guys that you could really look at. Of course, Tom was taken in the sixth round, so you never know. But it is weird to think and hear that not only do they think Tom Brady is going to be gone up here, they seem to be okay with it. They don't seem to be heartbroken. Which I guess if you had 20 years of success, you wouldn't be. But at the same time, if you think Brady is really on his way out, he has two more guaranteed home games. Probably one in the playoffs at least. And there's not going to be anything. Potentially of a show of thanks for the memories. Thanks for this. Thanks for that. Isn't it going to be kind of odd if Tom Brady leaves New England this offseason somehow. And there wasn't some grand send off from Robert Kraft and them. And Gillette Stadium during a game. Think about Monday Night Football. Drew Brees broke a record in the season. Which... Could be topped by Tom Brady, technically, at some point. They stopped the game. They had a whole celebration. They've done it before for him. Chances are, when he decides he's going to be done, he's going to let them know to get that one more standing ovation. Eli. Eli Manning. He had an underwhelming game at Giant Stadium this past weekend. Even he will probably, he got a standing ovation from the crowd. Because more than likely in the final game of the season, Daniel Jones will probably be back in. So even Eli got a proper send-off from his home fans. Will we get that for Brady? Who knows? I still think there's a lot of fans operating under the fact of, I think he's going to be back. But from everybody in the media, you would think very much otherwise. My question is though, why would he leave? If he's not going to retire, why would he leave? I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not a Tom Brady fan. What he's done on the field, I respect. I don't have anything against him off the field. I just don't like him because of the success he's had on the field. It's plain and simple. People that don't like him off the field, I don't I don't understand it. He's never done anything wrong off the field. I don't like him as a competitor on the field. I think he complains too much. And in general, he just wins too much. Obviously, if, it, if I was in a Patriots fan's shoes, I'd love it. Be the greatest person ever. But I'm not. But I do want to figure out why him moving on would be any better for both the Patriots or him. It makes zero sense. At least for the next year or so. Now, if it was still Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup, totally get it. But you know nothing. Nothing about Stedman. He could be terrible. 
And really, the Patriots' offense system is complex. We've heard this from guys who try to pick up there at the end of their careers, wide receivers, anything else. You need to learn the system, and you need to be able to master it to be able to fully get it to do have the system work in its proper way. Tom's mastered that. We know this. He has had 20 years of mastering this with McDaniels and Belichick outside of a few years without McDaniels and like Bill O'Brien controlling things. So even if Tom thinks he has a year or two left, why go anywhere else? Where is he going that is going to be any better? San Diego? Yeah, you got Keenan Allen. Cool. You have Hunter Henry. Pretty good. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Gordon might not even be there next year. So you got a decent team. You have a fan base that does not like you or support you. Your home games are literally taken over by the away crowd. Where else could he go? Tennessee has Tannehill apparently getting locked up for long term is their goal. And all the other places available are quarterback hungry teams going for guys in the draft because they stink. Now you could be Brady and be like, oh, well, I can resurrect that franchise. Why? You're on a team that is 10 and 3. Have you struggled offensively at times? Yes. Do you have offensive weapons this year that you can trust? Not really. But that can change. Do you know how? Tom Brady's salary this year was like a million dollars because he got 20 million in bonuses. That's money he gives to the Patriots to work with. He's not going to go to another team and do that. And Bill's not going to get a guy to come in and take that type of deal. Why? Just how guys are. Guys like to know, yes, guaranteed is great, but Bill's not going to give $10 million guaranteed to Teddy Bridgewater because he doesn't know if Teddy Bridgewater is worth that guarantee. So in my personal opinion, I'm pretty sure Brady is going to stay. And if he does leave, it's going to be the dumbest move both Belichick and Brady have ever made in their life. Honestly. This is coming from a non-Patriots fan. Don't do it, Tom. Bill, don't do it for the good of the team. I get it. This is the way, as the Mandalorian would say. Nice. Yeah. Anybody check that out? It's a good show. We don't have Disney+. Plus. Literally just get it just to watch that show. But Bill's like, do your job. This is the way. We get rid of veterans when they're no longer useful to us. Tom's a little different. You can say what you want. You can say he doesn't produce like he used to. Age is catching up to him. His elbow's hurting. His shoulder's hurting. His toe's hurting. Whatever it is. He still gives you the best shot over anybody else in this league, in that offense. Um, unless you're bringing in Drew Brees, you're not getting anybody better, at least for the next year. What you do is you draft somebody. You get somebody that you can actually groom to take over for when Tom finally does give it up. But until you have a succession plan in place, don't do anything. Either side, don't do anything. I get the whole voided contract, house on the market. You may want to prove that you can do it without each other. Don't. Don't be like Michael Jordan at the end of his career after winning six championships with the Bulls going, I'm going to go somewhere else and finish off there. Tom, I'm begging you. Don't be a Washington wizard. Don't be a Bengal. Don't be a redskin. Just don't do it. Don't go out like that. Like, even poor Joe Montana had to 
end up his career without the 49ers. You don't want that part of your legacy. You don't want that section of your history book. You'd rather he finish his career with the Patriots. That's it. One team. That's it. That's that's the goal. If you're a great enough player, your goal, I think, is to finish with one team. You don't think Peyton would have loved to finish with the Colts? You don't think MJ looks back on it and goes, why didn't I stay with the Bulls? If you're that great of a player, you should have just stayed with one team. Guys nowadays, it's different. Like the LeBrons and the Kevin Durants, especially in basketball, it's different. Baseball is different. You're not going to get those career one-team guys normally. You have the chance to be a part of a special group. Don't blow it. Both sides, don't blow it. Why? Give a proper send-off when it's time. This year is not the time. You at least got one more year in you, Tom. It's really hard for me to admit this. I'm a I'm a patriot. I want them to lose as much as possible. Granted, it's like two or three times a year, but I enjoy it when it happens. I have to root for them sometimes, like when they face Dallas. But outside of that, they can lose. They'll still win the AFC East. I mean, they do have a battle this weekend against the Bills, which we're going to get into. Must watch, lock it in, and upset watch for both Saturday and Sunday slates. That'll be coming up in just a minute or two. But yeah, one last time, going to reiterate, Tom and Bill, don't blow this. Boston media, stop talking it up like it's going to happen and that it's inevitable. It's boring. And enough about Spygate 2.0. Just find them, get it done with, and be done with it all. Time to move on, though. Two other major news in the NFL. What's that? Oh, there really isn't any. I'm not going to lie. There's not that much else going on. Here's the big stories, though. Injury-wise, at least you can say, heading into the weekend, Dalvin Cook, unlikely to play versus the Packs. That's going to be a big, big factor in that Monday night slate. Still going to be potentially a must-watch. Stay tuned to see. But then besides that, you have Dak Prescott, who apparently has an AC joint injury. He won't be practicing throwing until Saturday for a huge, huge matchup against the Eagles for Sunday. The last big story, though, for the NFL, at least for now, I would have to say is Terrell Suggs was released, put on waivers by the Cardinals, and basically said to the whole league, if the Ravens aren't the team that picks me, I'm not going to probably show up. Well, his tune changed real quick when the Chiefs came a-calling. The Chiefs claimed him off waivers, and literally Andy Reid just basically had to say, you'll fit in, we're going to need you. And Suggs was like, all right, I'm in, let's do this. Which basically told you this. Terrell Suggs really wasn't saying to every other team, if it's not the Ravens, I'm not reporting. It's, if you're not in the playoffs and have a legit shot at the Super Bowl, I'm not reporting. So unless it was... The Chiefs, the Saints, the Ravens, the Packers, Vikings. Like teams that actually are doing really well this year. Then he wasn't going to come. Like if the Bengals picked him up. If even the Cowboys or somebody like that picked him up. He wasn't going to report. He wanted a team with Super Bowl aspirations and a legitimate shot to do so. So good for the Chiefs. Good for Suggs. He's probably going to get one huge sack for them. 
And that's all they need. They only need him to make a few big plays, especially with other defensive end players going on the IR and being lost for the season. Besides that, though, let's get into my must-watch, upset watch, and lock-it-ins for this weekend, and maybe into Monday. Now, we'll talk about some bowl games, and by that I mean I'll talk about like who I think is going to win, and by that I'm just going to give you picks. Because, by the way, if you haven't yet, I know when the show airs, one bowl game will have kicked off only. But you could still go into 12-on Sports Bowl Mania, sign up, enter. It's free. Unless you give $10, then you'll be entered in for prizes. But you still have a chance. One game is nothing. That's a toss of a coin. You probably would have gotten the pick wrong anyway. So join in. Have some fun. Join the 12-on Sports family and friends in their bowl mania. Just go to 12onsports.com, find bowl, bowl mania, sign up, bing, bang, boom, you're in the competition. But let's get into my must-watch, upset watch, and lock it ins of the week, which are brought to you by Seat Giant. If you're looking for the best tickets in sports, concerts, check out Seat Giants. And when you do, use promo code 12onsports. That's 1-2-O-Z-Sports to get an even better deal. Go look it up. Seat Giants, friends, family. Get great tickets for any sporting concert event need. And have yourself a good time. Don't you want the best deal? Then go to Seat Giant. Use promo code 12onsports. That'll get you the best deal there is. So again, Seat Giant, promo code 12onsports for all your ticket needs. Now let's get into some picks. This week for my picks, we have a Saturday and Sunday, maybe into Monday, NFL slate because that is right. We have three games this Saturday, so we have professional football all weekend long, and it's a Monday. It's a beautiful thing. Let's jump right in, though, with my lock it in for Saturday. We have Houston facing off against Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston, without his two top wide receivers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, both out of the game. He's going to have to rely on Brashard Perryman. And even though Jameis has been slinging it all over the field, both good and bad, I see a lot of bad happening in Houston, or not in Houston, the game's in Tampa, but against Houston. Houston has a three-point advantage on the spread. I'm giving it to Houston as my lock. I think they cover the spread and win at least by a touchdown against Tampa Bay. Then we go to my must-watch game of the week. Not hard to see why for Saturday, the game I'm saying you need to watch. It's Patriots, it's Bills. It's the 4 o'clock game. It should be a good one. Now, I just talked about a whole bunch of Tom Brady. All I'm going to say is, he's going to have a hard time against this Bills defense. To put it in perspective, the first time this team played against each other, Tom didn't have a great game. They still won, but he only had 150 yards and an interception. He had a passer rating of 80, not 84, 45.9. Woof. That is not good. This Bills team is riding a wave of confidence right now. They're coming off a big win against Pittsburgh. They're going up against the Patriots for a shot to keep the chances of an AFC East title alive. Because right now, Bills win. Patriots don't win the division. They have to win against Miami to do so. And at that point, anything's possible. Patriots always seem to have at least one bad game against Miami. They haven't had it yet, but it's in Foxborough, so good luck. 
But the Bills come in. Their defense is good. If Brady is somewhat injured, that defense is going to give him some issues. Julian Edelman's hobbled right now. Muhammad Sanu hasn't been anything they've hoped for. And their run game is non-existent. So the Bills do have a shot here. Josh Allen just has to not turn it over. If they can get their run game going, a few good play-action passes, the Bills have a shot. But it's going to be a must-watch just because this is the first time in a long time that the AFC East has an important game this late in the season for the division. Which, of course, leads me into the final game of the night, which is my upset watch. We have the Rams going against the 49ers. Now, the 49ers lost in a very close game against Atlanta in the final seconds. That was tough. The Rams got blown out by the Cowboys. The Rams, to have any sort of playoff hope, need to win this game. They have to come in hungry. And I think the 49ers, yes, they're going to be mad. Yes, they're going to be a little thrown off from last week. That could wind them up for an upset. I really do think if the Rams were you know, on a good streak going into Dallas and got punched in the mouth, I think they recover. It should be a good game. Obviously, 49ers have a good chance to win. That's why it's an upset. So I'm going to go with the Rams as my upset for Saturday's slate of games. That's all I got for that. Yeah, I don't have a huge explanation. <laughs> Jared Goff actually plays like a quarterback worth 30-something million dollars, maybe. We'll see. Now, let's get into Sunday's slate of games. Sunday, I have what I think to be an easy, easy pick for a lock-it-in. New Orleans has to go to Tennessee. Not that far of a business trip. They're coming off a huge win against the Colts where they just decimated that defense. Tennessee, you've had a good run this year. I'm not going to lie. But the Saints are just too good of a team for you to have any chance against. And they're only favored by two and a half points right now. So you're saying I can take the Saints by a field goal and win? Yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to lock that in right now. If there is a team that you could trust right now to perform, it's the Saints. There are not many teams that you can know what they're going to do week in and week out. The Saints are going to put up points. Their defense can play tough enough to slow down Tannehill and the Titans. And that's exactly what I think they're going to do. So while I'll take the spread line of two and a half, I do also think they're going to win by at least 10 points in this game. So my next game I'm going to go with is my must-watch. I'm going to Monday Night Football. Green Bay, Minnesota, no Dalvin Cook. Will that make a huge difference? Yeah, probably. But it's still going to be a must-watch. This is for NFC North supremacy. It's a huge game. It's a huge divisional game. Will Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins step up Monday Night Football? I get it. Aaron Rodgers is always up in the conversation of one of the greatest quarterbacks right now. I'm not going to lie. This year, I just, I'm not impressed. I know they're winning. I know he's had some good games, but I feel like he just, a lot of the times, drops the ball. Granted, he has some great comebacks. He has amazing passes. He is a great quarterback. Top, top 30 quarterbacks of all time. Where he falls on that, I don't know. But he has had his ups and downs. He had a huge flat in San Diego. Against a team he should have beaten. 
and he's had some great highs. Kirk Cousins has always needed to be able to prove it on primetime. We'll see if he can actually do it. He hasn't yet. He had that one good win against Dallas this year. But can he pull out a huge win for the Vikings when it matters right now, Monday Night Football? And especially with, like I said, no Dalvin Cook, everything really rests on Cousins' shoulders this week and digs to really get that offense moving. Because I don't know if if Stealing going to be back, and if he is, how useful is he going to be? And then last, but certainly not least, my upset pick. Now this one, you're probably going to be like, is that really an upset? Yes. Yes, it is. My upset pick for this week is the Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Dallas Cowboys. Now I know. You could say I'm just a delusional Eagles fan. You'd be right. I'm saying they're going to upset them because, one, if Dak Prescott is not 100% healthy, we know he has a bad AC joint. If he can't throw the ball that well, Eagles can hunker down on the run. Their run defense has been one of the best things going for them this year. Plus, two, if Dak goes down mid-game, Cooper Rush, who exactly? We don't know how he's going to perform. He might break under pressure. The receivers won't have the rapport with him giving the Eagles' defense a little bit of an advantage. Their secondary is susceptible because they're very bad. But maybe they can lock it down if they have to face Cooper Rush. Maybe. Who knows? The other reason it would be an upset is, well, Dallas, honestly, should win this game. There's no reason they shouldn't. Their offense, when everybody's healthy, is one of the best in the league, and their defense is not too bad either. So, looking at the two teams, you have Dallas with a star running back, a star wide receiver, a really good second wide receiver, and a healthy third wide receiver. Should, I mean, should be able to put up points. Then you have the Eagles, who have Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. You could make the case for Miles Sanders and Boston Scott as, you know, good guys, but they're no Zeke Elliott. And then you have Greg Ward, literally. I think he might be the only healthy wide receiver left. And he was from the practice squad, and he was a quarterback at Houston two years ago. So, looking at paper, looking at injuries, Dallas should win this game. And it shouldn't be close. I mean, the fact that Carson Wentz outside, if you take away the fumbles, is having a pretty good statistical year. But overall, he just doesn't have the talent around him right now where he should be able to compete. Yet, they won last week. They won the week before. It hasn't been pretty. But neither has Dallas this season. Dallas is a team that has the talent of a team that should have 10 wins by this point. But here we are. Both teams 7-7. Seven and seven. Division essentially on the line because next week, both face division foes who are not that good. And they should win. So whoever wins today essentially should win out. But since the game's in Philly, it's going to be cold. Dak's shoulder is questionable. I'm giving the upset pick to the birds. I'm giving them, I'm going with my heart. I'm not listening to my brain at all because my brain's going, you're an idiot. You clearly shouldn't have a show talking about sports because you don't know what you're talking about. And I say, hey, brain, you're like right. 90% of the time, but right now, I'm going with my heart, 
going with the Eagles, going with the upset pick. And it feels good. It may not be right, but it feels good. So recap, all my picks though, real quick for my upset, lock it in, must watch, all that. We'll start with Saturday and run through Sunday and part of Monday. I have my two lock it in picks are Houston three-point favorites against Tampa Bay and Saints two-and-a-half-point favorites against Tennessee. And then I have my must-watches are the Bills and Pats, Packers and Vikings. Division games that are huge for both. Obviously, division games are always huge, but in general, these help decide the division winners. And the fact that the AFC East has a potential for the Patriots to not be division winners this late in December is worth the watch. And seeing Packers, Vikings, Cousins, Rodgers, who will prevail? Pretty good also. Then my upset watches. I'm iffy on the Rams over the 49ers, but I'm confident. Eagles over the Cowboys. Those are my picks. That's how I see it. That's NFL Talk for this week. We are going to break into Paul's pylon next. And we might end the show with Paul's pylon. Who knows? I'm a bit under the weather. You probably can hear it in my nasally, nasally voice. But I don't care. I want to talk some sports. I want to talk to the people. But we're going to break into Paul's pylon right now. And that's all I got to say about that. So let's hit that guitar music and away we go. Paul's Pylon. That is right. It is Paul's Pylon. And it's a special Paul's Pylon because not only are we together, but it's the holidays. And like I said before, family means everything. So right next to me, in the flesh, not just through a screen, it's Paul. How you doing, Paul? Doing great, Greg. Time to wind it down for the big day. Big fat man coming down the chimney? Yeah, that, and it's almost Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right. I needed a good laugh. As, I, as I've said before, I'm a little under the weather. You can hear the little raspiness in my voice. I think I should actually go into like a Michael Buble-like type singing. If you could sing like Michael Buble. I wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be doing <laughs> we this wouldn't be doing this. No, we would not. You were correct. But I still want a guest spot. Would you be my opening act? Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd I'd wander onto the stage right in the middle of your act and say, oh, Greg, I have something funny. I have a tidbit. Excuse excuse me, everybody. Paul's going to give us a holiday tidbit, which we'll actually get to in a little bit. We're going to talk about some holiday movies and songs that make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside, like Buddy the Elf. Who doesn't feel warm and fuzzy the day after Thanksgiving when all the radio stations stop playing Christmas music? Well, not your family. You guys start at the day after everybody gets candy from your door. We start the 26th of December. <laughs> of December, really? Yeah. Oh, God, can't be year. soon enough. 364 days I left. I have to tell you, once in a while, uh, the, uh, you can hear a Christmas song at this house. Yeah, no, I, I've, I was going to say, I've come in the summer when I've walked in the door and go, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> oh, bad word at Christmas. I hope I get... Presents. The list already been checked twice, I've been told, so I'm allowed to start on next year. All right. <laughs> All so right, so let's get be into careful. it, though. Hey, before that, oh, okay. how about some watchability of the Christmas games in the NBA? I was going to say, <laughs> let's get into some NBA games. But you stopped me, and then you just went right into it. I'm proud of you. So, I don't know. There's a lot going on on, on, on Christmas Day. 
And it's one game back to back to back to back to back. Now I have a quick question. Is it weird to you that the NBA takes off Thanksgiving, but not Christmas? Well, they play on Christmas, and the NHL has a Christmas break. They don't play Christmas Eve, and they don't play the 25th, and they don't play the 26th. And usually the NFL doesn't play on Christmas either. So NFL, funny funny thing, 2016 is my tidbit. 2016 they played on Christmas. And they'll play again on Christmas on twenty twenty in twenty twenty two. That, that ga- is not easy to say. No, was that game the was it Raiders Eagles? Yes. Wow, look at my memory. Yeah, that's pretty good. I believe I watched that game at your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might be the only reason I remember that. So so, I don't so it's know. all NBA all day. The only sport you can watch. Yeah, and I, for some of us, degenerately gamble on. I guess I guess you you eat and you watch the NBA. You open presents. Yeah. You finish breakfast about two in the afternoon when and then you, you get crank to watch up dinner. LeBron slam a few down. And then they said the average person says they fall asleep having a nap at about four thirty. Are you the average person, Paul? No, I gotta drive. I can't be sleeping while I'm driving. I'm pretty sure you're staying over. <laughs> uh, that's true. We are making the rounds. Yeah. I think you're sleeping wherever you're going this year. Yeah, yeah. I, Which is my house, just so you know. <laughs> uh, that is true, but I'm going to another house before yours, and another house after. Yeah, I know. You you, you do a lot of traveling. Are you, wait. Is that because you guys just on. want to pass us off? I'm putting some things together here. You know, you, you say ho, ho, ho. You start doing Christmas music the day we, after. We do call it a sleigh. You ride in the sleigh. Are you Santa? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> we haven't said one darn thing about this. <laughs> no, we haven't. But it's okay. We got time to kill. We got time to kill. Paul's filing. I even said at the beginning of this, bef- the intro, I said, not your intro, actually, but the intro into the intro. The pre-intro, as we call it in the biz. In the biz. I said, Paul's filing might take us to the end of the show. Could be. Sometimes I, when I think I have nothing Sometimes to say, you wish it took us I to need the, the end hook. of the show. <laughs> you might not get it tonight. This might be the one chance. Happy holidays, Paul. There is no hook tonight. No Unless hook. you hit over 30 minutes. <laughs> so, no games on Christmas Eve anywhere. Nope. Everybody's going to church and eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a lot of NBA players, you and you know, football and sometimes all Sometimes I get people go off-roading to church. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, funny story. Yeah. We did um, one Christmas. Well, we didn't. No, I did. A, you didn't know a family member of yours yeah, did. Yeah, well, we'll leave that family member nameless because I was giving the direction and said, turn into this entrance. The entrance happened to be a sidewalk, and we drove across the front lawn of the church. Luckily, St. Catherine was watching over us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. St. Catherine has mass five times on Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right. So, right, want to get into this? We're going to finally talk some sports. Before I get uh, excommunicated from my family. <laughs> All right. So, number one game, I think, watchability-wise... Is probably. I don't even know you did that in ranking. The Clippers Lakers. What do you think? No, that that is definitely true. They are two of the top teams in all both sides, Eastern Western Conference. You have mega stars across the board. You have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Then plus you have the irritability of Patrick Beverly, just trying to say I'm the best defender in the league. I'm just going to annoy the crap out of you. See what you can do about it. But he has two names. Never trust anybody with two first names. Especially if one of them was a girl. You, you think Beverly? Patrick uh, I guess, Beverly. I guess Beverly yeah, is a first name. I think Beverly's a first name. I was like, is it? I was like, I guess so. Hills, that is. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Wow, the Clippers are full. Oh, well, then there's LeBron James, Anthony Date. Wow. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, 
Everybody should not be trusted in this game. Should it be the number one watchable? Yes. All right. So I that was a really I, long I, way I of getting to that. that. I agreed with that. So well, who do you get, think wins? Hold on. I'm glad you agree with that since you said yourself you think it's the most watchable. I agree. I agree, <laughs> I agree with what with I said. My, I agree with what I previously stated. It's very good. I think I smell toast. Um, oh, God. So Clippers, Lakers, who wins? I think Lakers. Lakers so far this season have proven they are the number one team across the board. LeBron James is playing both offense and defense. The key thing being there, I said defense. This man has not played defense willingly for the past few seasons. He's basically just been like, you know what? Why do I need to play defense when I can just dominate on offense and I'm still the greatest player in the league? He's 34. He's a freak of nature. He shouldn't be doing what he's doing at this age. And he is. He's an MVP candidate. Lakers win it, I'm saying, by at least five. By five. Yep. I'm making a note. We'll yeah. talk about this. That's, that's partly for my gamblers out there. All right, my number two pick, watchability, the Bucks 76ers. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You have Giannis. Now try to say this name with me. Antetokounmpo. God bless you. What's his name? I would love to hear you try to say his last name. Antetokounmpo. Wow, that's actually pretty impressive. Most people, that's right. even listening to it, don't get it correct. Yeah. The Greek freak, they call him. And he is. He's a freak of nature. He was the MVP last year. You have the 76ers. If Joel Embiid is healthy, that's the key here. Because you never know with him. If he's healthy, it should be a good game. Is the game in Philadelphia? Do we know Yes, it is. All right. So the game's in Philly. Philly just suffered their first home loss of the season the other night. So they're going to try to reclaim the whole, we're the most dominant home team in the league. With the Bucks coming in on Christmas Day in just a few days. Should be a good battle, though. So that is right up there. Should be the number two pick. I know who your last pick should be. Who wins? Who wins? I'm going to, if it's in Philly, I'm going to go with Philly. I'm going to give the home team the advantage there. Really? I picked the Bucks. You do know, by the way, in the Lakers-Clippers game, you technically could say both are home because they both play in the same arena. It's kind of like MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Green and blue. All right, how many points are they winning by? You like to do that game. Okay, I'll, I'll go 76. I'll say it's a close one. I'll say it's a one-point game. One point. Seems like the type of game that would be a one-point one. Do you think they're out there playing that game thinking, I wonder what my wife got me? <laughs> well, if they're married. <laughs> or my girlfriend, or my side piece. You never know. Jeez. <laughs> All right, I have uh, my number three watchability, Rockets Warriors. No. That should be dead last. All right. So we'll get there. Do you want to know why? Because nobody's showing up for the game? That no, because the Warriors literally have nobody on their teams. No Steph Curry, no Klay Thompson. What are you going to give me? Draymond, Draymond Green as the star for the Warriors? No, thank you. Even D'Angelo Russell. While good, I don't want to watch him on Christmas Day. So you're picking the... I'll, I'll watch James Harden and Russell Westbrook, yeah. So you're picking the Rockets. Yeah, I'm picking the Rockets big by 15. Rockets by 15. James Harden goes off for 50 points. Russ Westbrook has a triple-double. These are things that are common occurrences anyway, so yeah. it's not really taking a gamble there. So injury-driven, we're agreed on that one. Yes. But you say that's dead last. I think so. All right. I, I can I can dig that. Uh, my, my number four pick was uh, Pelicans Nuggets. And the main reason is oh, my number what? four. Can there be a tie I, for last? <laughs> I, I didn't know there was such a team as the Pelicans. <laughs> I thought oh, those, that's right. I, I remember think you that, telling me I this. Think, I think that was a bird that stole your bait when you were surf casting in Florida. Well, you know what? I'm pretty sure this year, if New Orleans fans had their way, they would not know the Pelicans exist because without Zion out there, he was the number one draft pick, in case you don't know. Okay. Zion Williamson has been hurt since the beginning of the season. 
And literally, every national audience has had to watch the Pelicans suffer <laughs> because... It's, it's, like, it's like a cartoon. Sorry, I think, Pelican I think fans. I speak up a little bit. Of Sorry, Pelican fans. I, I just think it's uh, kind of a funny name. Well, no, but yeah, the Pelicans have been put on national TV more times than they should because they expected to have their number one draft pick to drive the audiences to watch the games. They just snapped a 13-game losing streak. Oof. So that tells you, you know what? There should be a tie for last. Nuggets and Pelicans and Warriors Rockets. So so the Nuggets are winning in your mind. How many points? Nuggets are going to win that game by at least seven. They got Ooh. the Joker. Nikola Jokic. He has Jokic? Yeah, he's got Jokic. It's a big I could, issue. I may never get hired by anybody. You don't do think is, I don't think ESPN's going to come calling? Because I think I'm funny. Number you one, do think you're and, funny. and generally get a laughing thing on when I say things like jock itch. Yeah, you, you you might have to take you, over the rest you of the would podcast. Have a, you would have a very old. Oh God! No, you can't. You can't talk. So that that is my number five. Um, Celtics at Raptors. Raptors. Yeah, that should jump up to your number three most watchable. You have two of the top teams in the East going at it. Celtics, I think, are third, and the Raptors are two. They're very close in the top of the standings. Yeah. So that's going to be a good game to watch. Marcus Smart, who's been battling an eye infection. Not pink eye, apparently. Just an eye infection. Because, you know, if it was pink eye, he's nasty. Yeah. Because you know how you get pink eye, right? Why don't you share? Fecal matter. Ugh. <laughs> At least that's what I was always taught when I learned about pink eye. I'm not sure that's exactly it's the true. Whole, you don't wash your hands. I know it's prop- contagious. You don't wash your hands properly. That's why I never suck on anybody's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whether say kiss anybody's ass, <laughs> which I was gonna laugh at just as much. But yes, that should be the number three games. Two of the top teams in the East going at it. You have the Raptors, who were surprised I think this year, losing Kawhi Leonard, still being a top team. Who wins? I'm getting there, man. I'm trying to break down the game here. Give a little bit of sports talk between you and your whole I'm hilarious spiel and your jock itch. Okay. I'm going to give it the event. Is it in Boston or is it in Toronto? It is in Toronto. I'm going to give the itch to the Raptors then. Yoo-hoo. Great you know, pick on the Raptors. Having to travel to Canada on Christmas. I think the Celtics are going to be a little down. How many points? Give me three only. All I'm right. going to say another close game there. All right. But yes, I think it should go Lakers, Clippers, then Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, and then a tie for nobody should be watching this unless they are alone by themselves and are a miserable human being to watch Rockets, Warriors, and Nuggets, and the non existent Pelicans team. Jesus. How do you really feel? Well, unless you're fans. So they're four and five, and uh, so I just need to put my Celtics to a three. Yes. Three, four, and five instead of four, five, and three. Correct. All right. So, any other final thoughts on Christmas Day basketball? No. I think we should move on to the jollier part of this segment. The tidbits. Oh, do we have tidbits? I do have a couple of tidbits. Oh, okay. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, I I like how the tidbits are what I asked you to tell me. What I you... have some tidbits. Oh, okay. Once I tell you my three favorites. All right, so if I'm going three favorites, can I give one that's not fully a movie, but it's a nice long feature that was on TV? Is that a movie? I, I don't know. 
I don't know if it counts. Is it, it a mini series? It was a holiday special. Is it Hallmark? No. Were there architects involved? No. Somebody but making a gingerbread house. Perhaps? Muppets were involved. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That, Help me out. What's, I, I like how that clicked for would you. Would this be the family favorite? Yes, the movie you, I found on a super sketchy site that doesn't exist anymore because I think it was the black market. And I think it was a guy holding a video camera. <laughs> so it's at the TV screen. Yes, it would be the Muppet Christmas, not the Carol. What nope, is it? just the, the Muppet Christmas This is the Muppet Christmas special. Highly recommended. Careful of the icy patch. Careful of the ice. Oh, that's a good quote. And the best, no, well, no, there's one really good quote in there. It's when Ralph the dog comes in and they said, well, what were you doing? He goes... I've been chasing the car all day, and boy, am I exhausted. If that's not the best line. It is a good line. It's a very good line. But that's yeah, your favorite? That is one of my top three, at least. You know what? I love the Muppets. Wow, you're bringing that back. I didn't really think of that as one, but... I know, but I, I watch it every Even year. Even though it's sitting on my coffee I table know. in the living room. Watch it every year, decorating the Christmas tree. All right, I'm I'm jotting that down because this might I, I might oh my god I might not can't even jot things. I think down. I have to stab myself in the finger and write with blood. <laughs> god, this just took a dramatic turn. All right, but that's, that would be my number one. Actually, not All my right. number one, but it's up there. Number but two. Don't forget, I'm a little younger than you, so my movies are probably gonna be a little different. But my second's got to be Elf. Okay. One I have just from a mention. great movie in general, plus just fantastic quotes. I mean, you can't beat the Buddy the Elf quotes. Like? Santa? I know him! <laughs> he sit on a throne of lies. Santa doesn't smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> yes. Ah. You're an angry elf. <laughs> There's no singing in the North Pole. <laughs> See? Yes, so there many, is. So many great ones. So you have that. That would be my one on my top three. And then I'll go a throwback. I'll go a classic. It's a wonderful life. All right. Well, Partly we, because we it is love to do an impression of Mary, Mary, Mary. Don't you recognize me? <laughs> all right, my number one. Okay. Speaking of new movies, ooh, it's all about believing, and believing is seeing. Seeing oh, is okay. believing. Okay, I know where you're going with it. Polar Express. I was gonna say it. We when we say new, we mean in the past well, thirty years, fifteen years. <laughs> Doesn't have everybody in it dead yet. <laughs> Polar Express and where where is this train going? Why the North Pole, of course. You guys can't hear that. That's my tidbit quote. Oh, okay. I like yeah. you have tidbit quotes. Gotta have a tidbit. Oh, unless you. Well, never mind. I was gonna say if you go to the Chinese restaurant, they have tidbits. Fa ra 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 ra. No, no, no. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa ra 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 ra. My number two, It's a Wonderful Life. See, great minds. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's my tidbit quote for that one. Okay. What's the angel's name? Francis. Clarence. Oh, Clarence. Why do I think Francis? I don't know. That's. Do I, get, do I have to kick that one out? It's one of that's my top Uncle Hulka, my big <laughs> keep one of those out of my top movies. I couldn't remember the angel's name. I haven't done my yearly watching of It's a Wonderful Life yet. I usually do that I have. when I'm with Fell you. Fell asleep the first time I tried to. Oh, that's to not shocking. And then A Christmas Story. Which version? Oh, wait, no, that. The only Christmas version. Carol. <laughs> the Christmas Carol. Yeah. No, you'll that's a good one. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. You'll shoot your eye out. What so, did you say, Ralphie? <laughs> good movie. Antagonists. Drink more Ovaltine. Ovaltine. 
Oh, fudge. <laughs> A lot of good quotes in that one, too. It is. Fragile. It's from France. <laughs> the key to a good Christmas movie clearly is quotability. That's, that's, and all of these are. Because, for the most part, you're watching these movies once a year. So if you're going to watch them, you want to know the lines and love the lines. Clearly, we like these lines from these movies and specials. Well, you know, you, you, you get in the frame of mind. It puts you in the frame of mind. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You gotta love it. <laughs> you do. Clark, is your house on fire? <laughs> hey, hey, Paul. Shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm moving on to my last honorable mention. La, 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 and it's actually la, la, la. <laughs> last honorable mention is actually two movies: Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Old old version or the newer one and by newer. That's I mean why the 90s I said that's why I Matilda. said two. So Matilda, 19, <laughs> I, I like nineteen forty seven, but a remake nineteen uh, ninety four I like better. Is it because it's in color? Does that help? Not me. <laughs> For the color, not unless you see, I wear my glasses. That you refuse to ever get. Yeah, we know. That's a whole other topic one day. All right, we're gonna run this real quick over the favorite songs, Christmas songs. Do you have any? Yeah, but you're not. Gonna well, work. you have some favorite Christmas songs because yes. you have a big lifestyle change with a baby. It doesn't mean, what is it, like Baby Shark Christmas? Baby Shark Christmas. Santa Claus, la, 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 Santa Claus. No. Um, no, I my you've one, got something there. One of my favorite Christmas movies, and that movie is songs by far, and nobody else probably oh, likes this song. Oh, dear God, not Dominic and, the Donkey. No, worse, I think. It makes me seem really weird, but it was one of my father's favorites. I'm going to Jimmy Buffett's. Ho, 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 and a bottle of rum. Santa's run off to the Caribbean. I don't even know that song. You don't know that song? We're going to download it after this oh, no. broadcast. My, my wife will not like that. Or should I say podcast? <laughs> You've never heard that song? Never. Ho, 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 and a bottle of rum. Santa's run off to the Caribbean. Never. Really? Until right now, I've never heard it. Wow. I hope he does it justice like you did. I mean... Only as true parrot heads who only like one of Jimmy Buffett's really non-known songs does. So, I'm sentimental. <laughs> I mean, technically, you think? mine is too. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because your father liked it. I get it. Yes. I get it. It's sentimental. Well, that, that's a crappy <laughs> idea to like a song. Oh. All right, Little Drummer Boy. Oh, you've always loved that song, yeah. And the latest, well, the version... Um, with Bing Crosby and David Bowie, takes a classic and makes it even better. Um, Dan Fogelberg's "Old Lang Syne." Not really a Christmas song. I don't know what song, what words this came out of your mouth at the end there, but okay. Um, well, maybe. what did you say? <laughs> All I understood was the person's first name. "Old Lang Syne." It's oh, "Old Lang Syne." Oh, what? No, we don't have lasagna. It sounded like you were smelling toast again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bruce Springsteen's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That is a good one. It's just, you know, he's the king of rock. Yeah. 
So I mean, that's that's up with a, with a favorite of mine too. I don't have any honorable mentions other than every Christmas song ever written. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's everybody has their songs that make them think of Christmas. Not a fan of uh, Dominic the Donkey. No, I would agree with you there. And cl- right up there with that, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah, I know one person that actually likes that song. <laughs> Your daughter. Which my one? wife? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go out I there. I mean, maybe Bobo. I'm gonna go out there and smack her. No, I'm not. I don't condone that at all. It's Christmas. <laughs> I'm not allowing Dominic the donkey or the hippopotamus. Or you know, the rest of the year you don't condone it either. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. On the 26th of December, this is our last is show. We've good. had a great time. It's been a great, run. Paul's, a great run. You know what? I realized. If anything, I probably just have to call it Paul Pile on out. And then That's I can it. continue. We're out. We'll issue an apology. <laughs> a public apology. Paul's been terminated. He's going oh. to counseling. <laughs> oh, Paul. What a, what a way to end the holiday episode. Well, it, it's, you know, how do you not feel good about Christmas? I don't know. Hey, uh, Paul, you know what? Before we end this, though, college bowl season starting tomorrow, or yeah. actually today, Yeah. as this is being heard. Kickoff's just starting. You're going to put me on the spot. I am. Oh, Jesus, I can't remember this. Go ahead. Um, it's okay. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you some... Uh, I'll just throw some games out there. Yeah. So first we'll go... I gave my college football championship picks last week. So in case you don't remember, it's Ohio State versus Clemson. Yeah. And LSU versus Oklahoma. Yeah. So who wins, in your mind, Clemson versus Ohio State? You don't even need to give a reason. Clemson. Okay, Clemson's taking that. Then, who do you have Clemson facing? Oklahoma or LSU? LSU. Wow, you were answering these. It's easy to say. (laughs) For no other reason. No, I actually just, in my picks, I think LSU... Does it help in any way that LSU has the Heisman winner? Is that part of the reason? Joe Burrows? No, but um, quickest, highest vote? Is that what I heard? Unanimous, uh, almost unanimous. I did not check that. Yeah, I think numbers. it is. I think I, it's, it was. I was out when the announcement was made. I, I, I believe he was uh, voted at one of the highest votes. Look uh, at this, you know ever. more than me. Well, it was you know I can't give you the exact facts, but once in a while I have my ears open. <laughs> well, they're pretty big ears, so it's not that hard. Well, I don't hear that well. What? <laughs> but okay, so you have Clemson, LSU. Who takes it? LSU. All right. I mean, you heard it here first, people. Paul's going with the Bayou LSU Tigers. Coach I think it's o. going to be 42. Ooh. We even get score predictions out of you. To 27. All right. And for the, and for the, I'm just going to go homerism right here. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Notre Dame faces Iowa State in some random bowl because how they ended up facing each other in bowl season. I don't know when one team's 10 and 2 and the other 7 and 5. But who wins in the Camping World Bowl, number 15-ranked Notre Dame, or unranked 7-5 Iowa State? I'm not trying to lean you in any direction here. Greg, I'd have to say my favorite is Notre Dame. I was waiting for you to be like, Iowa State, clearly. <laughs> no, I think Notre Dame. And, and you know anybody that's in a bowl game that no one's ever heard of, the Camping Bowl? The World Camping Bowl. Oh, is there such a World Camping? Is I, think that it's like... in, I think it's in Orlando. World Is that like a place? That you go visit? No, just every literal bowl. No, it's like every bowl game has a random sponsor. I think World Camping is the sponsor. That's what I meant. Is World Camping? Oh, I have no is idea. it like a store? I guess so. They make. I don't tents. do much research into these bowls, Paul. I just know who's gonna win. You know what? Next, you know what we should have one year? What? I'm thinking. This was really laid out. 
Well, we already have the 12 ounce sports bowl mania that we're participating in. That that's true, and I think everybody's finally got their picks yeah. done. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm winning. If you haven't gone to 12 ounce sports and enter the bowl mania. That was a really. <laughs> I thought you were going to fill the air. No, I, 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 no, no. I was, I was really just going to tell you where the bowl game should be. Should where be should the sports be? dance bowl? Uh, okay, can you shell out a few hundred million dollars for the advertising and the gifts and everything for the children? I smell children. <laughs> it's another favorite movie. The Wizard of Oz? No, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, I thought that was an also Wizard of Oz. I'm really bad with the quotes tonight. Nobody smells children in The Wizard of Oz. Those are munchkins. My... I'm sorry. I smell donut holes. <laughs> I was say, I smell donuts. No, nah, it's Homer Simpson. <laughs> so... um. Non-holiday movie? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, I thought yours was Wizard of Oz. Actually, no. Your favorite all-time non-holiday movie is it, what? Dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah, Jaws. Yeah. It is truly... Well, that genre. That yeah. Is, you like the scare genre. Yeah. The I, jump scare. I, even though I can't get past the sequels being so bad, I still watch them. It's like a car accident. It is. I think every time I come over in the summer, you're watching Jaws, though. I try to find it. And of course, I'm not paying for it, so no. I try to find it free. It's like one in the morning, you're so like, we'll I wake everyone up, everybody up, we we'll watch the draws. Somebody makes some... Come around with the music. Somebody don't make popcorn, we have to watch a movie. <laughs> but all right, so besides that, do you want to give holiday wishes? We're not gonna even, I'm not going to even have you answer, because I talked about Tom Brady enough this episode. Well, of, I, yeah, I, not, I don't think he's leaving. I don't think he's leaving. I think, I think there's a lot of hype, and I think he stays. Um, I think he wants to be offered $100 million a year, but I don't think he goes anywhere. But he wants it all in bonus money. Because when he goes... So, he's a family man. He doesn't need the money. And if somebody in California offers him $100 million, he just bought a house in Connecticut, he sold his house in Boston, has the condo in Manhattan, he's not moving to California. He's not... His kids are getting too old to screw him up that much. Yeah. So, I say he stays right where he is until he moves to Connecticut, and they... Go out to pasture and live happily ever after. Oh, that's sweet. Yep. And on that note, though, do you want to give anybody holiday wishes? The whole family. Um, hope everybody has just a little bit better 2020 than 2019. And all the best and Happy New Year to the family and all our listeners. And oh, my, that's sweet. My best uh, co-host I ever had. <laughs> I'm glad I'm now your co-host. <laughs> Well, of the pylons. Oh, of the pylons. Okay. I know it's your show. Just making, I know where I stand. Just making sure. I checked my I stripes. Extra, I don't have any. I gave you a lot of time this week. I was going to say, Merry Christmas. Merry Extra Christmas. Gift. <laughs> this bump. Your gift is extra time this week. Extra time. I love extra. Who doesn't love a little extra time? Okay, I'm going to have to cut you off now. All right. <laughs> hook! Hook! But that has been another great pause pylon. Like I said, it was probably going to take us to the end of the show, which it did. We covered football. We had my lock it in, must watch, all that. Make sure you have a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, possibly New Year, because I don't know if I'm doing a show next week. So if I don't, Happy New Year, everybody. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow. Go check out 12 on Sports. Go check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok. Yeah, I'm on the new stuff, Paul. I'm on that new, new stuff. Greg, not only like it, but share it. That's it. Get this into your friends' hands. It's it's entertainment. But that'll wrap it up. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That'll wrap it up for the Sports Sense this week. Again, I am Greg, and these are my stances on sports and Paul's pylons. Have a good one.
The Sports Dance.